Hello, everyone, and thank you for the download. It's around Thursday, January 18th. I'm not sure when this is coming out. And this is episode 69 of the Marty Called Podcast. I'm Tim Grassy. I said podcast weird, didn't I, right? I'm Tim Grassy, and today I'm joined by, by Skipper Ben. What's up, Ben? This is, we're this off is, to a rocky start. This is our final podcast of the year, I think, because we're, what, like two months away from tax season, and at this this yep. is the point of the year that you're always giving it, like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't edit. We're, we're in that mode, so I hope everybody enjoys our final show of 2024. Yeah, we, sh- we shut it down early. Uh, but uh, actually, no, the other one did come out at the end of the year, so th- we're going to do one and done for this year. <laughs> And uh, because of Josh's uh, devout religious upbringing, uh, he is not allowing himself to participate in episode 69, so he will not be joining us tonight. But I do think we sh- he recently took a trip to Dollywood, so maybe we do his trip report anyway. Let's do so, it. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> He rode some really cool rides with Gary. Like, uh, well, I will say this: Are we the only two were, that were not invited on this trip? Yeah, we were definitely not invited. Holy crap! So, yeah, this is a little bit ridiculous. And uh, yeah. to say that we're a bit butthurt, the real Sc- reason why Josh is not here, we're not fucking talking to him anymore. Screw okay? that guy. We're yeah. going home. F him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the pictures start showing up online and the videos. It's like, oh, like every person that we know is on this trip, and not yep. you or I. So, yep. yeah, I, I yeah. think my I invitation care. was lost in the mail. Yeah, f Dollywood. Yeah, seriously. F. Kenny Rogers. And as far as we know, he did not kill any country music stars in we the process. Don't but. know that for sure yet, though. <laughs> we <laughs> when when he's there in person and can hide the bodies, um, we need to we need to you know ask him a few more questions before we can fully guarantee that didn't happen. And he has a couple of people. Perhaps he recognized that we wouldn't uh, substantiate his alibi. True. And he just true. picked up the suckers that would. I think that's probably what happened here. <laughs> Actually, I haven't heard from Gary since uh, the trip. True. Right? Neither have I. Neither have I. Maybe, maybe Gary's who he killed. Is Gary a country <laughs> music star? <laughs> <laughs> he plays a mean slide guitar. There we go. <laughs> Uh, I should also note, I did see uh, Gutenberg the Musical over the weekend, and I didn't invite you to that, so you're welcome yeah, thanks. for that. Yeah. It, it was good. Go see it. You have 10 days. Uh. <laughs> I went and saw Mean Girls the Musical in the theaters, didn't invite you to that, so oh, we're appreciate all, that. we all love each other on this show. <laughs> we don't actually talk except when we're actually doing the show. <laughs> so that brings us to our topic. We're presenting a new topic conceit that uh, I believe, Ben, you came up with the idea, the original idea, right? Where uh, I come up with all the good ideas on this show. So, yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, we are, it's it's a little derivative in as much as we're literally calling it what if. So, for you Marvel (laughs) fans, um, (laughs) I I think I was on like my fourth episode. I was binging over Christmas. I was like, oh, we should do this on the podcast. What sparked this creativity in you, Ben? What were you possibly watching over the weekend? So, why don't you uh, give the backstory as to what this is and what we're going to be doing tonight? Yeah, so we're going to – just like the show What If, and anybody who's watched the show or read the comics, they, they in the Marvel Universe, uh, they come up with a hypothetical uh, that's a different take on what is canon in their world and then play out a story on how that hypothetical uh, would have played out. So – uh, you know, what if what if uh, Bucky was Captain America instead of Steve Rogers, something like that, and then and then the little backstory along with it. So we were like, this is a pretty easy thing to do with uh, the theme park world and different topics, different ideas. And we don't even have different- to stretch it too. It's topics that we've probably dissected, just not yeah specifically in this format. 
Yeah, so uh, we've come up with some ideas, and I think the idea is to do probably one per show every time that we uh, do this, and uh, throw that hypothetical. Uh, blah, 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 words are hard. Uh, throw the hypothetical out there, and uh, you and I discuss uh, how history would have changed based on what we throw out. So we're going to act as if this is totally off the cuff, but really it isn't. So Ben, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we? Uh, what are we doing today? What is the topic du jour? Well, today we're going to tap into the history of before Universal decided to go with Marvel for Marvel Superhero Island at their second gate, Islands of Adventure. The original idea was to do a island and uh, theme land based on uh, DC Comics. Is that Josh texting you, inviting you to the next <laughs> gathering? It might be. Let me mute this down. Um, <laughs> oh, we're going to Silver Dollar City next. Notice my phone yeah, so- is silent. <laughs> Where uh, so our hypothetical is: What if Universal opened Islands of Adventure with a DC superhero island instead of Marvel superhero island? Okay, so you you presented this as the topic, and obviously that's a we we've talked about the Marvel contract, how to get out of it, all of that, and that's going to play a role in here. But I don't know. I I didn't know all of this related to Universal. So what was the original plan that? they're going to do that involved DC. So the, the original idea was back in 91, they were already starting to look at their second gate after universal uh, studios, Florida had opened. And the original idea like a, was to like a year later after the, they were yeah, it, was, okay. it was real quick. Um, okay. And the idea was to, uh, obviously I think they had seen some success with uh, the studios and realized, uh, you know, we, Add another park. We add more capacity. We add more people's days to their vacation in Florida. Draw more of a crowd over. We figure uh, out how to not strand Steven Spielberg on Jaws yeah. for three hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, the the concept that they came up with, and there is concept art out there. There's books written on this. Uh, some of the stuff we'll reference here was done in a really uh, well done video by Alicia Stella on uh, Park Stop. Uh, podcasts and their her YouTube channel, but uh, the idea was they were going to partner with Warner Brothers and create a theme park called Cartoons World. Uh, and there's a lot of ideas that were in the original concepts that actually made it into Islands of Adventure, which makes this hypothetical even more fun because uh, along with a DC superhero land there was uh, land based on warner brother characters but there were also lands based on dr seuss uh there were lands based on the uh Pi-Pi. that would never work yeah it wouldn't work at all uh pie pie uh characters there were lands based on the jay ward characters of, did you say uh, pie pie i did say Pi-Pi. i heard pie pie Popeye. 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 I had Popeye. that's how we say it down here in the south popeye's chicken come on that's a uh, Popeye. 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 Uh, so I had Popeye's chicken actually for dinner tonight. So You're just I'll, I'll, Josh. I'm going to play a commercial and show you. That's how they pronounce it. So I'm not totally crazy here. Uh, and, and so, and there was also the J War character. So you had the uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, and so some of that definitely carried forward, obviously. To the point that the concept art that they put out there was uh, Bluto's Billage Bar Drafts. It was okay. a doctor, uh, a cat in the hat dark ride. It was the. Uh, you just Jim Hilled that name, by the way. What did <laughs> with, I do? No, uh, I don't even know what you just said. But he just I said J Ward's names. No, you're J- good. You're good. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to stop being <laughs> an asshole. Uh, it'll be edited out of the show. We have a good. It editor. won't be. It'll, it'll stay. Uh, so several of the rides that were in this artwork actually made it into the park as we know it today. But by uh, 
by 93, they actually had moved off of this concept mainly because Warner Brothers was asking for an 8% royalty uh, on all profits to the park, kind of like the Steven Spielberg deal where, yeah. you know, what he gets the 25 million, whatever it is per year into perpetuity just for his consulting way back in the day. He was getting like a 1% deal. It's a crazy. Wasn't it like 1% of the gate or something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. So they were, they were asking for the same kind of deal. And by 93, the, the, the idea and concept for the park went away, but then was brought back up. And, you know, I believe it's actually as early as 94. Uh, And at that point, Universal was able to make a deal with Marvel uh, and it was a straight rights fee as opposed to a royalty. And that just made it, a much more attractive property to build uh, attractions around. And that's what they went with. And so the interesting thing is the artwork for the DC land is it's basically Marvel superhero Island. As we know it today, the big attraction was going to be a Superman ride where you entered through the daily planet. uh, And does that sound familiar with Spider-Man and you entered, you know, (laughs) the daily bugle uh, and it was going to be a kind of 3d simulator attraction that moved through a building, had a free fall part of it uh, as well. There was, uh, that was going to be the metropolis area. There was going to be a Gotham city area that had two roller coasters. uh, And one of them was actually a dueling, track penguin batman roller coaster uh and okay so batman was a roller coaster i i thought batman yep. was the spider-man equivalent okay so no, batman no, was it, a roller coaster yep superman was the spider-man equivalent uh we didn't get the dueling coaster over there you know we ended up getting the hulk but obviously a dueling coaster did end up making it into uh islands uh when they opened with dueling dragons Spoiler so, alert: at some point we will do a beastly kingdom which will also reference a dueling yes. coaster as well anyway yes sorry, so so if things had worked out properly, it worked out the way they had originally planned, and they had come to an agreement with Warner to use the DC characters, we would have seen a land built around Superman and Spider-Man. Uh, Superman, Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman. <laughs> this is gonna have a we're gonna have a lot of fun with all the references tonight. Uh, and obviously, this would have left Marvel open when it came to the theme park rights. It also would have taken the the DC theme park rights away from Six Flags, which if you live near a Six Flags, you you've got your <laughs> Batman coaster, you got your Riddler coaster, you got your Wonder Wonder Woman coaster, you've got, you know, a ton of DC in those parks. So we would be living in a world where there'd be you no know, no DC in Six does Flags DC, parks. Does DC really add anything to the Six Flags parks, though? Like, they'd have to change 50 signs around the world, and, like, no other changes would be necessary. Yeah. The, no, th- the theming is so light on those coasters. Well, there is some. There, uh, there are other parks, though. I, I do actually want to say Six Flags New England that the theming around the Superman coaster is pretty cool. Uh, it, there is a lot of, you know, metropolis settings and stuff as you're walking There's through like there going to the queue. So, though, isn't there? It, there isn't much. It's not a ton. They easily could switch it out, but there is enough to where it's not just a coaster with the Superman name on it. Like there is, there is enough theming around it. The one here the at Justice Six Flags League ride over, is decent. That's that's yep, something. Yep, and we've got that. That's something that would go away. Yeah, we've got that here at Six Flags Over Texas. Uh, the you know the Batman ride. The 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 coolest thing about that ride is the queue, and it is all Batman. Uh, so. Yeah, it wouldn't take much, but we would be living in a world where all those properties would be in Universal, and I guess that's kind of where we kick off of, like, what what would that be if we lived in a world where DC was in Universal, and what would that mean for Universal, and what would that mean for Disney moving forward? I do want to clar- – not clarify, but add a few more – kind of minutia details here. You specified that the deal with, I think it was at the time MCA Sony 
with uh, Universal, uh, sorry, with Marvel rather, was 1994. The land and park opened in 1999, and Disney acquired Marvel in 2009. Yep. And within like 18 months prior to that, some some time in that window, Universal Universal just let their theme park rights in California lapse. They didn't do anything. They were only using like walk around characters and didn't really feel like paying whatever the license fee was in California, which left the uh, remaining contract to theme parks east of the Mississippi for any character represented in Marvel Superhero Island, as well as villains and other characters in that character family. It is a very universal friendly deal. And then the other thing that's happening, and I think it's actually already closed, is that Universal Studios Japan's park is closing their Spider-Man attraction as well. So yep. I believe once Which, that happens, the only thing that Universal would retain access to is U.S. rights east of the Mississippi for Marvel. Correct, because there was still some limitations on what they could do in Japan based on that Spider-Man out there. And once that goes away, uh, it, and there was a shorter term deal, whereas the one in Florida okay, is into yeah, it's into perpetuity. perpetuity yeah. It was a thirty-year deal, and and okay. the Spider-Man ride closed one day before its thirtieth anniversary uh, of its opening. So okay. they makes sense. Didn't specifically say that was the reason for, but the timing is pretty yeah, perfect. Makes makes sense. So, and then the other thing, I don't know, I don't think you mentioned this, was that the DC superhero land, the era would be like the Michael Keaton Batman era, right? Well, that's where we would get into what this land would look like, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because that, that was going to be my first point. Was okay, we sorry, would, sorry, I stepped on that. Go ahead. No, yeah, we would totally be living in a Tim Burton version of DC Comics in the parks. Uh, the only movie that had come out at that point was the original Batman, and... Yeah. The obviously massive, massive success. It was a cultural phenomenon. It's, uh, you know, the original still considered one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. Uh, and to the point to where from based on the research in Alicia's deal, the, the original Batman coaster that was slated for that park, uh, got changed to where it was going to be Batman versus penguin because of Batman returns coming out shortly after this park, uh, possibly would have opened, uh, had things gone on plan. So yes, while we were going to have a metropolis and we we're going to have a Gotham city, it was going to be the Tim Burton version of those properties, even to the point that Tim, you know, was, he was consulted, worked on, I believe he wrote a script, uh, for a Superman film as well, based after the success of his Batman. So th th this is, that is the one that Kevin Smith also worked on in time. Yes. And yes. Heard that yes. Story. Yep. <laughs> That's and a great so, story. Look up Kevin Smith Superman Returns Reborn. Kevin Smith Superman on YouTube, and you're going to find a hilarious, hilarious story. Give yourself a half hour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a long one, <laughs> True. but it's a great story. Uh, but yes, no, that was going to be the first point, was what we saw in the Batman film, That was we weren't going to get the comic book version of Batman or Superman. We were going well, to get difference the- That's difference number one. You're, like, you've yep. got all comic book versions in- Marvel Superhero Island. Yep, yep. It's very comic booky. Whereas this was going to be, you know, the the Gotham City in his films are is dark, gritty, yeah, gritty yeah. dirty, aesthetically and, substantially more interesting than I think Marvel Superhero Island is right now. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I, don't, don't, hate, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't like the pages more. out of the comic book. <laughs> like, I, don't get me wrong. I love Spider Man, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I. I don't know. I don't hate Superhero Island as it is right now, but I. I I almost wonder if the Tim Burton world was too dark for a theme park. Like you, maybe, you, but you you want to go know. to a theme park to have a good time, and there's <laughs> there there that when you're walking into an area that's just supposed to 
I don't know. It, it to me, it could have come off any darker a little... than Reign of Kong. I mean, realistically, but that's I want to say that's an attraction as opposed to a land. Yeah, I suppose. Um, it's a lot uh, in there, and whereas I think what they did, well, I. This is the fun part with the what if. I don't want to get into what they actually did too much uh, <laughs> because it kind of gets away from it. But, you know, I think they pulled off some of the villain area in the superhero island now in a more fun, whimsical kind of way. The Doctor Doom area, I think, is pretty decent, but it's it's, it's more lighthearted than what this would have come across. So, uh, yeah, we would we would have opened this park. I, I think the interesting thing here, and it kind of takes away what I think what the future of what how Universal would use the DC properties uh, away is that they did they were going to give us Metropolis and Gotham at the same time, which yeah. is in their world that's their two biggest worlds that they could have done stuff around. And, and what Universal has done in the years since with other properties was build you know worlds that you want to go visit. And attractions within those worlds, uh, directly referencing Harry Potter. Uh, whereas, you know, you've got your Hogsmeade, you've got your Diagon Alley, you're going to have your France and Epic Universe. You were going to right off the bat, you got two of their biggest areas in one section, which I think maybe they would have redone that at some point to maybe take one of those away and rebuild one somewhere else. Uh, to because I do think if DC's done right, it it is a draw. It, it's hard to ignore the popularity of a Superman, of a Batman, of a Wonder Woman, and the the just the history behind those characters. If done right, they absolutely can be a major major draw to any theme park. And and Six Flags does it in a way where they just slap something on a coaster and give it a name, and that's about yeah. all they do. If you give it a the care of a Disney or a Universal. Uh, people would go see that and and be very attracted to it. One of my criticisms of Marvel Superhero Island is that there is a little bit of a Six Flagsification of some mm-hmm. of the areas of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you, I've said many times that I don't love the exposed steel coaster look of uh, Incredible Hulk. Doctor Doom's Fearfall has a similar vibe that it's more at home. Like aside from Spider-Man, I think this land would be a highly themed land in a Six Flags, but amongst the poorer themed lands that a Universal or a Disney has done. And that's kind of the argument that I'm making here. Now that being said, if you go with like the photorealistic gritty version of it, yeah, it might be too dark, but aesthetically that's going to be more interesting to somebody like myself. Now that being said, with all of that said, it's not ridiculous to say that this would also perhaps stre- uh, stretch beyond the existing footprint of Marvel Superhero Island, maybe taking over some of those theaters to mm-hmm. have enough space for Metropolis and um, Gotham City. Well, I, it, I, don't, I don't think that's a ridiculous statement, nor do I think an evolution w- yep. uh, would happen with all the various iterations of Batman and Superman that we've had over the last 20 years. Well, I also think what would have happened is what we did see with Harry Potter, and I think you would have seen it go to the studio's park in some sense. Yep. And then I think, you know, something like an Epic Universe, you would have seen a Netherland built there. I think the thing that's really cool about with the DC world, whereas Marvel is the real world. Marvel, you know, it's New York. It's Chicago. It's it's cities. They're, they're in London. It's not made up places. DC, while a lot of those places resemble certain cities, they are in their own world. It is a metropolis. It is a uh, Gotham City. It is a star city. It is uh, Atlantis. I think what they could have done, uh, 
And, and that's why maybe at some point, and they wouldn't have done it at the launch because they definitely were not thinking this way when Islands of Adventure opened. But eventually, as they maybe saw how the Harry Potter worked and people wanting to go visit multiple cities you you know at some point you could do your star city and build your flash area yeah. uh and then you could do you know epic universe could open with a with an atlantis and it's aquaman and it's an aquaman attraction and you're you're visiting the you know underwater kingdom and and do a section like that but there's enough hell equity. aquaman could take over poseidon's fury today absolutely 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 <laughs> uh he could and he probably he, he honestly he probably would have. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that probably would have been option one, as opposed to what they're looking at doing Zelda and Nintendo. You know, they're yeah, yeah. they're moving another IP in there. Uh, they're and exactly what we're talking about here with what they could have done with DC. They're doing that with Nintendo as well as Harry Potter. Their their Nintendo will be represented in every single one of those parks because they know a Nintendo diehard is going to want to see all three, you know, all three of those sections. So they're going to buy a ticket to all three of those parks. It's a genius way to build out your parks. Uh, It's an expensive way on the guest side to build out your parks, but it's a genius way to draw (laughs) as much money out of them as possible. So DC would have been right along the lines of that, whereas they can't with the current Marvel agreement. What they have with Marvel, they're stuck. That's it. There is no addition. There is nothing. They would love to add Marvel to the studios park. They would love to add Marvel to Epic Universe. They can't. But if they had gone and struck a deal with DC way back in the day, that would have given them another property with characters that have a lot of equity behind their names to build other sections of their uh, in the other parks in. The timing of Disney's purchase of Marvel in 2009 inhibited this significantly because the MCU kicked off in 2008. Um, you had Iron Man in 2008. I don't remember when the Hulk came out, but it was shortly thereafter. So the MCU wasn't the MCU until well after this contract was signed and the hamstringing – hamstrung? Ham, I'm going to say hamstringing. We're going to go with that. The hamstringing of uh, – See how I keep, see how I keep my mouth shut when you yeah. misspeak? I, <laughs> you don't, what you do is you send me a text privately and said you said this word funny and then you don't let it go. <laughs> anyway, so – uh, the the hamstringing, um, I'm a numbers guy, was happening basically at the early part of the MCU beginning. Yeah. So, but the other thing here, and I don't know if you could find it, I couldn't find the actual numbers that were changing hands with Marvel. With Marvel, no, I couldn't either. I, I tried so to look it up. I'm going to throw. This is all about hypotheticals here. Does that contract facilitate? the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie in 2002. Does it give them the finances and perhaps pave the way for a Sony-Marvel partnership in the theaters that otherwise wouldn't have happened? And perhaps negating the entire MCU and what preceded it. Because I don't think that's a ridiculous statement to say. Because Marvel was... The reason why... why, MCA Sony got such MCA RCA whatever it was <laughs> the original owners of Universal the reason why they got such a sweetheart deal there is because Marvel had no money yep. like in the nineties all Marvel had going on was animated series based off their comics and they weren't particularly popular you can see them all on Disney Plus right now I think and yep. they were just such uh, they they definitely needed the uh, money they were facing bankruptcy I mean yeah. they were they were at the end of their rope. 
think uh, think <laughs> Universal Denials of Adventure pre Potter. That's basically what it was at. Yeah. So that's why that deal was so good, and it's probably why uh, being, back to that point pre Potter why Universal let their theme park rights in California lapse because they weren't really getting anything out of those characters. But because they had physical attractions in Florida, they just kind of let it go. But if yep. they were only using the walk-around characters in Florida, as an example, then those would have lapsed and the uh, the timing would have been different. But I don't think it's a ridiculous statement to say that the Marvel the presence of Marvel Superhero Island helped facilitate and launch Marvel that we know today. Yeah, I think I think that's a it's an interesting leap, and I kind of I, I wanted to put it out there, and I didn't really act as if that was the driver for all of this, but it's not a ridiculous thing. No, we're gonna uh, because Josh is is not on the show, we have to give some sports references here. <laughs> I liken this to kind of the Bobby Bonilla deal with the Mets, and uh, listeners, there's like three listeners that are getting this, but there is a uh, do we have a, three listeners? We do, yes. Uh, there's an all-star player for the Pirates and Mets mostly uh, named Bobby Bonilla who had a contract buyout with the Mets and he was paid a 20 uh, – there was a delay in deferred payments and every July 1st he gets like $1.6 million from the Mets and we celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day and it's funny. But <laughs> uh, it wasn't that hard to draw a direct line to that contract deferment to them drafting David Wright who was a franchise cornerstone for a decade or so. So – Similarly, it's probably not that big of a leap to make that statement that those no. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies never happen and possibly the MCU as well if Marvel doesn't get a little bit of seed money. Uh, and perhaps even if it wasn't the money from Universal itself, but perhaps using that as kind of a, a feeler for a relationship with Sony that ultimately led to the Spider-Man movies. So all of that is, is a positive thing if you want yeah. to take a step back from it. I tell you another property that we probably would have never seen in a Universal theme park would be Simpsons. Mm -hmm. Because I think an easy overlay for Back to the Future would have been another DC property. Completely. That, that, yeah. that's, that's, they wouldn't have spent the money on Simpsons. They would have totally put uh, – again, that could have been your star that, – that's Star Labs right there. That's the Flash attraction. That's that's a, sure, such yeah. an easy – such an easy uh, – superhero built you know if you want to keep the same ride system keep everything in there it's a it's a superhero ride there just waiting to happen so we, we would have never gotten to the part where if that domino falls we would have seen simpsons already probably uh in a disney park at some point after their purchase of fox uh which it looks like based on rumors that's it looks like universal is not going to renew that deal uh to keep the simpsons in there there is some rumors out there of a retheming of that area to another nintendo section yep. shocking here we are talking about you know ip that they would <laughs> own and operate put it into another spot uh and then you know us uh, getting simpsons at disney at some point but that also i think at that point leads to you know even what they're doing with epic universe today i don't think we'd see monsters uh in epic universe i think that is right for a DC villains land yeah, that, that, that would have sense. gone there. That would have been the Joker's lair. That would have been the penguins, uh, uh, the igloo or whatever the hell he lives in. that would have been every DC villain you can think of. That's, that's what we would have seen in that portion of the park, because honestly, that's a safer property than what they're doing right now. Don't get me wrong. I love the idea of universal classic horror movie monsters going into a theme park. I love the idea of a ride built around Frankenstein and That's Dracula. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. In Absolutely. That land, in that I am park. too. But, you know, 
the bigger audience that's out there, the history of DC films that have come out over the last 30 yeah. years, who are people, who are, who are kids? Who is everybody? You know, there's cartoons, there's everything. The kids, the youth, the younger audience are, they're much more familiar with a Joker, with a Mr. Freeze, with yeah. a, uh, all of the DC villains than they are a Frankenstein, a Wolfman, the invisible man. That's a, that's a gamble that they're doing, putting that in that theme park, the much safer bet. If they had the rights to them, absolutely would have been to do a land based on DC villains. If they wanted to do something on the horror side, the villain side, uh, you would have had a ton of guys that you could have done attractions around that have a huge history and have had a huge following over the last, you know, 30, 40 years. I think you go back 30 years, the most iconic characters in the DC movies have been the villains. Absolutely. I mean, how many different great jokers have there been? Uh, yeah. At least at least three by my count. Even 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 the bad ones. Everybody knows Bane from from uh, the it's Dark Knight Returns. Voice. Yeah, every <laughs> everybody knows Bane. If you did a Bane ride, they would know exactly who you're talking about. These these films, and, and in this what if, I think we absolutely have to believe that the DC films continued to come out the way they did. Uh, yeah. That that includes yeah. going up to the ones that have come out that have not done well. These, the, you know, the, obviously the Aquaman that's out right now absolutely bombed. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, they did it. The, that one bombed because of everybody knowing it's a lame duck film. That's that's the end yeah. of a of universe with another universe about to start up. Uh, which you know, I think there's a lot of hope that 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 the the next iteration of all these characters is going to take off once again. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right that you you especially on the Batman side, going back to the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher ones, all the way through the Christopher Nolan ones, even to the stuff today, like that was the big draw was like, who's the bad guy going to be? Who's yeah. Batman fighting? And yeah, there, I mean, there's for me, just the Christopher Nolan movies are my favorite of the DC. Movie. Really just the yeah. dark Knight is uh, even like the, the um, was it Batman returns was the first one. What was the one? Right Batman begins. Was, Batman begins. I'm sorry. Batman returns was, George Clooney's nipples. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm uh, muddling them no, all that together. Was, that was Val Kilmer, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, okay. Re- anyway, <laughs> but the the, the, tr- the trilogy, the Christopher Batman Nolan and Robin trilogy. were the nipples. There we go. But the the Dark Knight it stands up there with some of the best movies ever made, not just comic book movies ever made. It is well, a even fantastic movie. The the current the the latest, latest uh, the Batman with Paul Dano's The Riddler, I thought mm. was fantastic. I, like I love that version of the Riddler, um, and that's that's as dark and gritty and violent and and adult as you can possibly get. And so you yeah you would have so many different versions. You could have the cartoony uh, version of the Riddler, or you could do the dark and gritty realistic one that that recently came out. But I believe Epic Universe would open with a land based on DC villains as opposed to the riskier play of a land based on horror movie monsters that came out a hundred years ago and really they haven't had success yeah. with trying to reignite any of those franchises for a long, long time. And I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, for me, I would look at it as, all right, get rid of how to train your dragon. But I think you're right that they wouldn't do two lands that would have that yeah. dark, dark vibe to it. Um, no. I also want to see a peacemaker attraction somewhere. So I would love um, to see a peacemaker <laughs> attraction. I also am thinking of the horn nights. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine Joker? Haunted oh, houses to, every night, yeah, or, or or the Riddler haunted house. Like those would be a lot of fun, <laughs> and those absolutely would have been incorporated. And you, you would have a DC 
Horror Nights house, I think, every year. And I think it would probably be one of the most popular ones every year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's let's step away from Universal here and think of how this would affect Disney as well. Because, again, there are certain things that we have to assume, like Disney would still acquire Marvel, that the MCU would kick off. That I mean, even though I said that we don't know how much this contract facilitated things like the launch of the MCU or even the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, I could see this even being kick, uh, kicking off the Disney relationship in a similar way, like the early stages of Pixar, where perhaps they have partnerships on rides at the outset. But... Tabling that, I think just blanket statement, what do you think this would mean for Disney if Marvel was free and clear from a theme park right uh, when Disney bought it in 2009? I think the logical thing would have probably been for them to look at Marvel and counterpunch. You, you, yeah. you, the, the, if they're bringing superhero – like. There, there's no denying the history behind comic books and the familiarity yep. with these characters. And DC – and I also – I mean movie studios, every entertainment company had to see what Tim Burton's Batman did. And they all wanted their slice of comic books after that. And it took – It took a lot of shitty comic book movies to get it to took the a MCU. Lot. Yeah. No, it totally and did. I'd say the Christopher Nolan Batman movies and the Spider-Man movies, I think – were the more consistent ones yeah. bef- uh, post that. So, But for, for all of those, there were, you know, there were plenty Daredevils and yeah. Electras <laughs> and Catwomans, and uh, there were a lot of bad comic book movies, but it didn't mean they weren't trying to churn them out one after another. And it took until Iron Man for <laughs> things to really, like, level out. And so it, took, it took until a Kevin Feige to come around <laughs> and kind of yeah. wrang- wrangle it all together and make it work. But... You know, the entertainment industry and the theme park industry is a copycat industry. And I think if Disney had seen that, oh, wow, they're opening a land based around a characters that are coming off a movie that is making, you know, a ton of money. And like I said before, a cultural phenomenon, which is that's what Batman was when it came out. If they were going to open a land within like four years of that movie coming out and knowing the sequels that were coming, I think Disney quickly would have gone to Marvel and probably gotten a pretty awesome sweetheart deal (laughs) the way Universal did to to get those characters in in the theme parks way sooner than (laughs) Then we eventually got them, obviously, with uh, Cosmic Rewind. Uh, but they, they, I mean, they've been very we, slow to develop Marvel in the parks, and they've had them in California. So yeah. that yeah. has to be acknowledged. Like, they've been very slow and have not done enough with them. The best Marvel ride that Disney has built is Cosmic Rewind, and it yeah. opened last year, two years ago. And I think we have to say that part of that is because of the level of attraction that Spider Man was with, with Universal. Yeah. Like, that, that ride is so freaking good. And mm-hmm. it's it's old. It is an old attraction now, and it is still a headliner still for holds them. Up. Yeah, which if if the Superman attraction was going to be their version of what Spider-Man Man ended up being, you know, they we have to live in a world where that Superman ride was going to be pretty. Yeah, pretty it's going to have a, to be on par game, with it. That's it's going to be a game changer in the theme park world. So you know. <sighs> I and guess. Superman is it not to like diminish Spider-Man. Superman, at least at the time, is a was a bigger property than Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, no, I think I think Disney would have 
gone to try to make a deal with Universal and would have acquired those rights and we would have seen probably in the studios park some kind of representation yeah. of Marvel starting to go into the, the into the Disney theme parks too my first if, note if is I suspect more to, Hollywood Studios would be vastly different yeah uh, yeah uh, absolutely and and it's it would be totally to counterpunch what Universal would be doing down the street with the DC properties yep so looking at that and that, that's absolutely my, my presumption that this would probably be a Hollywood Studios and even a bigger California Adventure play because those two parks kind of had con- uh, concurrent development issues. And I think the early – two like late 2000, I think 2009 to 2012 range when they were redoing California Adventure, I think they could have used a Marvel component there. I think when once that had already been budgeted, they brought Marvel on board. But perhaps it was a missed uh, mm-hmm. missed opportunity at the time to to they could have done Marvel uh, instead of say Cars Land or something like that. And I understand that Marvel is in that park now, but I could see if this if they're developing things concurrently for both coasts that they could have been doing Marvel and California Adventure as part of California Adventure 2.0 as well. Yeah. All of that uh, it, is is on the is on the table here, and I think the the thing that we would have really paid attention to that, that I think we would have seen the biggest difference from, and this could hurt. <laughs> this could hurt a lot. The reason we both pick Hollywood Studios is probably they probably would have struck this deal early '90s, mid '90s. Yep. And the Hollywood Studios, MGM Studios, opened up with too few attractions to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that's the first place they 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 tried to expand that quickly. We got Tower of Terror. We got Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, 94. Yep. Uh, I I don't know if they would have done the deal early enough to not get Tower of Terror, but I don't think we'd be living in a world where Rock and Roller Coaster was ever built. I think that would absolutely have been exactly what I said. I think (laughs) I said Rock and Roller Coaster opened in 99, so it may not have ever happened. Now, that being said, though, keep in mind, 1999 Marvel, you have no Tobey Maguire movies, no MCU. So maybe Rock and Roller Coaster does get built. And the appeal of the MCU isn't until Islands of Adventure opens. When, when did IOA open? Like 2000? 99. So, was 99. Yeah. So yeah. They, like, Disney's counterpunch could have been a Marvel attraction in 99 to counteract Islands of Adventure. Or it could have been Rock and Roller Coaster as planned. And then Rock and Roller Coaster is, has already been rethemed to an Iron Man roller coaster in yeah. Paris. So, I, I was I was gonna say this would have been our version of like what the Hulk ended up being, probably, which yeah. the Hulk is just a roller coaster with that's painted green. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We 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 would have gotten the Iron Man roller coaster with just we I, you would have not gotten you know the the extensive pre show like you see in France. You wouldn't yep. have had the Iron Man AA. You would have probably just had a. Uh, here's Stark Labs or whatever generic, <laughs> generic setting from a comic because we wouldn't have had the the movie history to build off of yet. You would have had some generic movie setting <laughs> with one of the characters, and it would just been a name and a logo slapped on a coaster, kind of like what we give Universal crap for or Six Flags crap for. I don't know if we would have got would have gotten anything better in '99 if Disney had the rights to do something like that, uh, obviously again, for this exercise, we live in a world where the MCU does take off eventually and does mm-hmm. become the franchises that they become. And at that point, 
Disney's working without any gloves on and can do whatever the hell they want to do. But those early Marvel rides, I can't promise they would be very good. You're probably right, because, again, it would be based pre pre MCU. Yep. So so you're dealing with comics and cartoons. (laughs) You're dealing with with bad Fox properties uh, that, that, that they, that in their films, you, you know what you probably, here's what you would have gotten. Here's the, here's the coaster. You probably would have gotten, actually, I don't know if the timeline works out perfect, but I'm going to pretend it does. You probably would have gotten like the human torch roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's what, that's what it would end up being as their, as their initial offering uh, to, to come out. Something a like that. A little bit of backstory in fantastic four. Yeah. I mean, X-Men, was a thing pre MCU. So you'd get some X-Men love. You'd get fan. I mean, the fantastic form we did poorly, but yeah, that's the type of stuff that you'd be seeing. You probably wouldn't be seeing the conventional MCU characters. I know as an example, and this is now you're in like the 2010, 2015 range. Tony Baxter had a motorcycle ride with captain America that I believe was going to go to the Condor flats area. And I could see my, I, I, could be mistaken here, but I don't think it was too dissimilar from Tron, but it was a motorcycle ride as opposed to a light cycle. And I could see something like that on both coasts. Again, they love there was a stretch especially in in that time frame where they loved to build two of something. So this would have probably been a situation where you can build stuff for California Adventure and then build stuff for Hollywood Studios. And then that question means all right, if Disney had the full slate of Marvel to play with in Florida, what doesn't happen? And yep. the first thing that I put down here, I don't think Pandora happens. No, I, think I don't think they so would have They would have built up Marvel and have that been their potter's water. And I don't know what would have happened in the Animal Kingdom, but I think that Pandora the, probably doesn't uh, happen. You know, the interesting thing with that, though, because I, I, I'm going to say – I'm going to say Marvel got sold off the the film rights the way they did based on history. Uh, yep. The only thing that didn't get sold off in, in this in this hypothetical are the theme park rights. So with the MCU taking off, Disney would have still wanted to acquire those characters that were under Fox. So the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, okay. but part of that acquisition also was Avatar coming into Fair. family. Fair. So they still would have acquired Avatar, I think – Based on that, the franchise that it was, <laughs> and, and uh, as much as we make fun of Avatar, the sequel comes out and it's another billion, billion dollar freaking film. Yeah, they make stupid money. They, they, I don't know if we can completely just write off Avatar never happening because once that property comes in-house and that IP is yours, then it makes things a hell of a lot cheaper to justify yeah, going out and building. So we do live in a world where that comes in, but I do think... You can you can look at things like that though, and it's certainly yeah. not a guarantee. And again, we're no. in the hypothetical world here. That's this game, so I don't think it's ridiculous to say that Pandora doesn't happen or doesn't yeah. happen the timeline that it does. And presumably, if Marvel is going to Hollywood Studios, does Star Wars Land go there? Does Toy Story Land go there? How does that park so, evolve? So I'm going to go back just a tiny bit first. Okay. And point out one thing that I thought of with this. I've been on record here saying that I absolutely love the I loved the Disney MGM Studios park when it was a, you know, quote unquote working studio. Yep. I loved the behind the scenes walkthroughs. I loved the going on set, seeing stuff being filmed. I think if they had acquired the Marvel rights, you know, in the 
early to mid 90s, we would have seen the death of the MGM Studios Park as it opened much, much quicker than we did. Okay. Those those sound stages, all that, you know, back when I was the sound stages were all still there in, you know, 99 when when I worked there for the first time. Those would have not been there <laughs> at all. The, 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 those would have been turned into Marvel attractions by way quicker, which would have brought the I end. Mean, could they of, have done the Marvel attractions though that still tied back to that conceit? Like, would Indiana Jones have switched over to like a stunt show? The, I mean, that, that's conceivable too. Yeah, I, I, obviously they're acquiring these rights without the MCU happening mm. in this practice, but they're they're acquiring those rights because those characters are. Popular, they do yeah. have that history. So, you know what? What a uh, where where Toy Story Mania is now. That easily could have been a, a, a you know we we make fun of web slingers, but that ride system yeah. lends Something itself similar. to a you know you're shooting webs on a screen. That they easily that could have been a Spider Man ride without having Completely. you know any kind of Spider Man successful movie in in the mix. Yeah. So I do, I do think the backlot, all of those things. I don't think we would have ever gotten lights, motors, action. <clears throat> Those, you know, which I don't I'm think we would devastated. have gotten. Yeah, uh, Marvel would have gone back throughout that entire area, which would have taken that area off the board for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, going to what you were saying there, what I do think, for better or for worse, I th- I think the one nice thing about the current setup to where they don't have the rights to Marvel is they can't just force it everywhere possible. Yeah, and I do think if they did have those rights, that's absolutely what they would have done. There they'd would have been Marvel did, everywhere. They'd see what Universal is doing with Potter and spread yep. out the love. And yep, I think well, we justifiably may see so, justifiably so behind you know a stretch of films where everything did a billion dollars. We're not sure. in that mode right now, but there was a ten year stretch where you put yeah, out three no films wrong. a year and all three of them do a billion dollars. I mean, yeah, so it, it would it would I, you could totally be like, I get why you're doing this, but. Yes, you would have had Marvel and Epcot. You'd have Marvel in the Magic Kingdom. You'd have Marvel in the Animal. Uh, you know, I do think Avatar probably was built, but you know what would have probably already been gone by now is Dino Land. We're talking yeah. about it, and maybe Dino Land going away in the next ten years. Now, Dino Land would have been converted to something ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what what it would have been, but another topic well, here. It, that, that's where Wakanda, that's absolutely where Wakanda would be going right now. We would not be talking about Encanto and, and Indiana Jones. We would absolutely be talking about this all, is Wakanda. All, the whole thematic integrity would just be out the yeah. window. But yeah. something else that I had in my notes here, and I'm interested in your take on this, where would Scott Trowbridge be? Because he was <sighs> the primary creative at Islands of Adventure. And mm-hmm. I mean, Spider-Man was his baby. Like, so as- assume that he creates the same thing with with Superman. Mm-hmm. So, is that enough? I mean, I don't know what his interests are. I know that he's a big Star Wars fan. I don't know if that was ultimately what lured him over to Disney, but was DC enough to potentially keep him over there? And then, if that's the case, then you don't get the version of Galaxy's Edge that we currently have. So that's another mm-hmm. butterfly effect situation here that he was the one that came in and upgraded that. And all right, yes, you get the the uh, the star the galactic star cruiser, but you also get Rise of the Resistance. So it's not again a ridiculous sentiment to say if all of this, if everything changed, that 
the evolution of Star Wars in Disney doesn't happen the same yeah, way. Yeah, that, that's the interesting thing there. I think part of him coming to Disney to work on Star Wars was him getting to new, work on a new property as opposed to another Potter deal. Yeah. Whereas if you had DC in-house, that's that's an easy way for Universal to be like, you go do this, Potter, and then we need you to build the Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know any... Uh, Imagineer creative type would, would not want to sink their teeth into spending millions and millions of dollars of building their own Batcave. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I think that was part of the incentive of him being a fan of another property and finally being like, I want to do something different. And Star Wars is amazing to go do. Right. And nobody's done it before. I imagine his resume was so strong that he could basically do whatever he wanted at either resort. Probably. And Probably. unless he had non-compete clauses that he could bounce around and... I, and I, I guess on everything, but I'm kind of thinking of a, a creative on his side, like the, at least in this practice, he would have another f- franchise to work on and not have to work on just, you know, the one over and over guys. I think uh, creatives can, it can, they just want to mix it up sometimes. You know, you hear yeah. directors all the time, the, the uh, two for you, one for me uh, with a director where I'll go, I'll go to make two studio films, but then the third one, I'm making my art piece that I really want to make. Right. Uh, Whereas with Trowbridge, it was he was de- he's he was definitely much a, in the Potter world and only Potter world because that's all Universal really wanted at that time. Uh, whereas when Disney came to him, it gave him an option to go do something new that was that was completely uh, different than what he had been working on before. So, uh, but again, where would that where would that Galaxy's Edge be? Because I don't think it would that land would be available at the Studios Park because I think it would have been taken by that that was your logical expansion area right for. For Marvel, if you had acquired those rights in the in the nineties, so when so I want to talk about that because I mean you had New York Street, you you, you had New York you had, Street you had, that Spider, was an, a there's logical a Spider-Man, choice. Spider-Man. Yeah, you you would have put a Avengers Tower at the at the end of it, and right. and you you we would still have New York Street today had uh, if they had more rights to Marvel at that time period. When I Disney, think that's pretty safe to say. When Disney was developing Star Wars for Hollywood Studios, there were a couple of different site options for it. One of them was extending it into the parking lot and taking up some of the space between where they ended up building Galactic Star Cruiser and I think what would ultimately become a cast member parking area. So they could have hypothetically done that and it would have taken out like Indiana Jones, uh, Epic Sun Spectacular. But I you also know what? think... No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll come after. I was going to say, I also think that because of where they placed it in Disneyland, <laughs> yep, that the yep. Beyond Big Thunder, <laughs> yep, <laughs> if that's if that isn't that's something a, that was just introduced last year, yeah. that was that was something that they've clearly been talking about, and they yep. know this is an area of expansion. That's probably what would have happened. That, that you'd was, see that's ex- exactly what I was going to say. We would have Galaxy's Edge by, beyond Big Thunder Mountain. Yep. yep, that's they would have done the same thing they did at Disneyland at the Magic Kingdom. Right. That's that's where it would end up going in all likelihood. Yep. But all of that is – it's remarkably interesting. I'm sure – and I don't know if you have any more thoughts on this, Ben. Um, I've kind of hit all my bullet points on this. I'm sure our listeners are going to have some other insights on this because this is something that you could really unpack and play the what-if game as the show is being dubbed about a multitude of different things. It could have had a trickle-down effect from just that I, one. I think based on the success of the MCU – I'm not saying, you know, we've in the podcast world in the message board world in the online world forever have been talking about like a fifth gate. Yep. 
you have enough to do a fifth gate with these guys. And, and I think with that run that they went on through uh, Endgame and the money they made off those films, I think there would have been serious talks in the offices of Disney of going, do we go all in and do a Marvel theme park based on I mean, that, that they were printing money again? I think they'll get back to it. I think they'll find their footing and, and, and they'll figure out a storyline to get them back to where all these films are making money hand over fist. But obviously with the last two years, this would have been a, a dip in that idea of doing this. But for that 10 plus year period of them making so much money off of everything they threw out there, I think somebody would have sat down in those offices and gone, you know what? People, we could do something with this. There's enough characters. There's enough stories. There's enough places to go. There's enough merchandise to sell. There's enough restaurants to go eat at. There's enough to do an entire theme park built on these Marvel characters. And I could definitely see them, uh, if they had the rights in Florida to do whatever they wanted to do, to go all in out there on a Marvel theme park. Let's say that they, I mean, this isn't, this is a totally new what if, but it's going to have a lot of the same parallels. If they were able to acquire them back from from uh, Universal, mm-hmm. Florida would be the area to do that fifth gate simply because mm-hmm. the only Marvel product that they have is Cosmic Rewind. So mm-hmm. you're not really making a big leap. You're not sacrificing any level of continuity. But if they I'll, – I'll go against that in the sense that if they didn't do it with Star Wars, I don't know that they would do it with Marvel. I think what's more likely is that they would spread out the love. And that you would see Marvel everywhere, as you said, you know, twenty minutes ago. I think that's yeah. the more likely scenario. But the uh, Mar- the Marvel Epcot Lagoon show at night would take over. We're Luminous. not that far away from it. Be- I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. Th- this was a good idea. I, I, we 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 need to do more of these. This is uh, this one off better than I probably thought. I hope listeners enjoyed this. Yeah, we didn't have uh, we didn't have Josh to ruin it with his hot Marvel takes. And and hit us up on the Facebook page with your thoughts on uh, you know what you think would have happened. I think I think everybody can have an opinion on this, and we would all sit back and and you know love all the ideas that could spout out from these uh from these what if questions. I'm sure that we have listeners that are bigger experts on that contract as well that perhaps can weigh in on. Maybe some of the cost ramifications, whether we're making big presumptions on the state of Marvel at that time. But all of that is of interest to us here. So certainly continue the conversation over on our Facebook page. Uh, We have asked and a few of you have listened for iTunes (laughs) reviews. So we have a couple of uh, of five-star reviews that we're going to read on the show. I have have not read these, so I'm I'm excited. (laughs) We have have one from, from Big Sticky. Uh, <laughs> Big Sticky posted, "What happened to Ron from the Kingdom Cast?" <laughs> he was at, he was at Dollywood with Gary and <laughs> Josh probably, last week. He probably invited there. Uh, actually, Ron signed on as a limited partner for Sausage Castle in Central Florida and <laughs> contracted hepatitis A through G and is currently in a coma. So that's what that's what happened to Ron. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the review. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the review, Big Sticky. <laughs> And then Uncommon Magic uh, said, the show is great. Sorry I don't have any friends that can refer to listen to the show. Never stop. (laughs) So I assume Uncommon Magic is Andy Samberg's burner account, and he's trying to get some cross-promotion for pop star Never Stop, Never Stop. But Andy, uh, thanks for listening. One download episode is worth it. Yeah, we'll we'll take the one. I mean, you can can talk to the Lonely Island and... 
I mean, maybe you are the Lonely Island and your other two friends are no longer parts of it. But uh, yeah, uh, never stop, never listening. I think that's how we say it. Anyway, yep. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, that was so forced. If you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at martycalled at gmail.com. You can also follow us on X under the username at martycalled or join in the discussions in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash martycalled. We'd also appreciate it if you rated and reviewed the show on iTunes. Help spread the word on the show and drives all our international traffic and you can get very good ad reads or, or uh, uh, review reads as they were like like you just heard <laughs> Ben where can we find you online you can find me on orgy fans at backside underscore water <laughs> and you can find me on x under the username <laughs> at inferno merge thanks for listening everybody have a good one peace as much land in Florida for his Florida project. What if Tim never lost his keys in the Disney Hollywood Studios parking lot? What if Skipper Ben got a cut of the Inside the Magic money from when Ricky sold it? What if Gary Hall never had a couch. What if there were no guest relations for Tim to complain at? What if John Lasseter wasn't such a hugger? What if Tim was actually honest about the Amazon affiliate link money? What if Tim was a Yankees fan? What if Josh invited Ben and Tim to go to Dollywood? What if Figment was yellow? What if there were no princesses in the park for Josh to take pictures with? What if Tim never crashed my family vacation? What if anybody actually listened to this part of the show? <laughs>